Welcome to the podcast filled with his love, strengthening attachment relationships. So, in a previous episode, I talked about how attachment styles can affect relationships in the workplace. Today, I want to talk about how attachment styles can affect our lives as members of the church. So, I've titled this episode, Are You Ever a Gainsayer? Now, if you're not sure what a gainsayer is, hold on for a few minutes and I will try to explain. Before I begin, I want to give a little disclaimer. No one fits nicely into an attachment style box. If we see ourselves as having a secure attachment style, we likely still have some anxious or avoidant attributes from time to time. We are not 100% secure, 100% avoidant, or 100% anxious or fearful avoidant. We all have characteristics, even minor ones, that might cause us to struggle with our relationships as members of the church. So first, we need to look inside and see if there might be some way we could become more secure in our relationship with God and with our family members, and then we will be able to strengthen our relationship with other members and leaders in the church. So first, let's talk about the secure attachment style. Now, people with this attachment style, members of the church with this style, uh, they tend to support church leaders at all levels, their bishop, their stake president, and the first presidency. They enjoy working in groups. They participate well in ward councils. They eagerly seek out administering opportunities, and they form bonds with those that they minister quite easily. Their relationships are quite easy. They have a secure attachment, and therefore they form other secure attachments quite easily. The anxious attachment style, okay, now these uh, people in the church, um, they tend to feel inadequate, guilty, and even shame because of their low opinion of themselves. When they receive counsel from church leaders, they might take it personally and feel that the leader is criticizing them in particular, and not just teaching, but aiming some criticism at them. They seek approval and praise from others to reassure them that they are better than they think they are. They constantly worry that they're falling short of the mark. And such worry causes distress in their lives and in the lives of their family members, and also at times in the lives of other members. Now, the avoidant attachment style, let's look at these members for a minute. So another term for those with avoidance style might be gainsayer. I was just reading this morning in Jacob and ran across this term, and um, I wasn't that familiar with this term and what it means. It's, it's archaic, it's, it's a scriptural term, and not used very often uh, in modern speech. But the dictionary says a gainsayer is someone who is always opposing, contradicting, or denying. A more modern term for a gainsayer might be naysayer. We still use this term, that person is a naysayer. These members often place themselves above the leader, perhaps the bishop, the stake president, or even the first presidency. They often see themselves as knowing more than the leader, and therefore they lose patience with church leaders. They do not feel comfortable in groups and have difficulty participating in meaningful ways in councils. They might also be seen as cynics, those who see all human behavior as selfish, including the behavior of church leaders. And when you see all human behavior as selfish, you become cynical. These members might even be in danger eventually of leaving the church. So clearly, none of us wants to be a gainsayer. 
Okay, now uh, the fearful avoidant attachment style. This is kind of a, this is some people call this the wild card. It's kind of hard to define. Those with fearful avoidant attachment style are challenging for church leaders and members. Sometimes they feel excluded when they want to be included, and other times they avoid inclusion because they fear that they will fall short of others' expectations. Their behavior is less predictable than members who are either anxious or avoidant. Because they switch uh, from the fearful to avoidant, they switch on and off. One is never sure when they are going to switch and how the switch will affect their participation in church service. I believe, just to give an example, I, I believe that Thomas B. Marsh could be an example of one who has a mix of anxious and avoidant styles. The fearful avoidant style uh, that, that I sometimes call the dysfunctional style because it truly is causes people to be dysfunctional. I borrow some of this account from Susan Easton Black's book, Who's Who in the Doctrine and Covenants. Highly recommended if you've never seen it. So Thomas B. Marsh ran away from home at age 14 and wandered for years from one large city to another until entering the grocery business in New York. So I believe, no one says this, I've never heard anyone say this, but I believe he suffered from attachment disorder. No one, uh, children do not run away from home. They don't leave their parents voluntarily if they have a close relationship with them. So I think he probably had some problems early in his life. And these problems led to problems he had later in his life. He joined the Methodist Church, but he said, this is a quote from Thomas B. Marsh, I tried for two years to be a genuine Methodist, but did not succeed any better at getting Methodist religion than I did in the grocery business. So now I'm reading again between the lines, but he likely had relationship problems in both the Methodist church and in the grocery business. We know that people usually leave an organization or are asked to leave an organization because of social problems rather than competency. So, but then he was baptized a Latter-day Saint. He obviously had some great qualities because he was eventually appointed as a member of the Quorum of the Twelve. We all remember this story, I'm sure, about his wife and her wanting to kind of keep the extra um, pint of strippings from the milking of the cows. She worked with together with Mrs. Harris. And so she kept the strippings so that she could make extra good cheese. And then Mrs. Harris did not get the strippings. So this was uh, taken actually to a disciplinary council. And Thomas B. Marsh eventually lost his membership over this whole event. So... Then he distances himself from the prophet and also from God. In fact, he distances himself, and this is something I think quite amazing. He distances himself so much that he writes an affidavit that really was part of what eventually led to the extermination order by Governor Boggs to basically exterminate all members of the church. Then, change of heart, kind of fearful of it, after 20 years of wandering in apostasy, he repents and asked Brigham Young if he could be accepted into the church again. Brigham, this is what Brigham said. He came into my office and wished to know whether I could be reconciled to him, and whether there could be a reconciliation between himself and the church of the living God, end quote. Not only did Brigham welcome him with open arms, he invited him to speak in general conference, and asked, this is a person who had actively sought to destroy the church and have all the members killed. Uh, 
So he asked uh, also that the members would uh, welcome him back, and the Brigham asked for their sustaining vote to welcome Thomas back into the church, and they all did. So Thomas kind of embodied the fearful avoidant attachment style. At one point, he was eager to affiliate with the church and later became a gainsayer and left the church. His friend could become an enemy, and his enemy a friend almost overnight. So what do we learn from attachment styles and church membership? Here are a few takeaways that I have. I'm sure you would have other ones, and I would love to hear them, by the way, if you would share them with me. First, our attachment to God is first and foremost. Gainsayers first distance themselves from God, and then they distance themselves from loved ones and even the church. Two, as church members and leaders, we need to look at our own attachment style and identify characteristics in our style that we may want to change. Three, as members, we need to avoid gainsaying at all costs. Children who observe their parents criticizing church leaders have difficulty strengthening their own faith. Four, as leaders and members, we should recognize attachment styles in those we serve and adapt our ministering accordingly. Five, we should recognize that repentance is real, people can change, attachment styles can modify over time. Now, to help those attachment styles, and particularly in extreme cases, uh, psychotherapy might be helpful, and this has to always be combined with people drawing upon the power of the Savior's atonement. When we do those things, we can really change who we are. We can become children of God. We can close the gap between us and the Savior. We can feel His love. We can know that He knows us and wants us to do our best and that he wants us to help others, whether there are other members that we minister to or there are members in our congregation that we lead. I hope this has been helpful, and we will see you next time.